You are listening to a Daydreamers podcast, and I am the Daydreamer, Erin. And before we get anywhere near started, I have to retract my statement from a couple episodes ago. Um, it was the Black Creatives episode um, when I was speaking with um, Vitus and uh, Shakitra. I have to retract the statement regarding my hometown, Shreveport, Louisiana. I said that Shreveport, I hated that Shreveport was referred to as being ratchet. I didn't understand why people call this ratchet. Um, but I have to take it all back because I completely understand. I understand. I guess it's just with me. I don't like being referred to as ratchet. And and then when I say I'm from Shreveport, it's like, oh, that's ratchet city. I hate that. But it is what it is. I can't deny um, Shreveport is ratchet as fuck. And ghetto. Um, my mom sent a video to our family group chat. She still lives in Shreveport. And um, it was some people, like the caption said something like, um, fight breaks out at video shoot. Now, I don't know how long ago this video was taken, but it was in it was during these times because there is a national pandemic going on, right? And like the governor and the president are all like stay at home, um, don't be around people, quarantine, all of that. But apparently there was a video shoot happening in Motown, the neighborhood of Motown in Shreveport, Louisiana, and a fight broke out. And it's this person and their friend giving all this commentary on the video. And you just see like the whole neighborhood is out. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go home while y'all out here fighting. And like, all the commentary is hilarious. The commentary is like, who was fighting? Oh, that's so-and-so, baby mama. You know, so-and-so, that's so-and-so, baby mama. Yeah, they was out here. And they all like, we can't be out here. I mean, we can just be six feet apart. But anyway, anyway, I was just looking at it. And I was just like, my people, my people. We are exactly what people say. And what some of y'all love. Shreveport is, Louisiana is ghetto and ratchet as fuck. So I'm going to start off by retracting that statement, all right? Um, but uh, thanks for tuning in once again to a Daydreamers podcast. Um, so my good week, the, um, my husband has his job, praise God. He has his his uh, job that takes care of everything in the house, everything. Um, he's a beer salesman. That's never, I feel like they will always be at work. It don't matter what's going on, the state of the world. I feel like the beer salesman, the liquor salesmen, the spirits, the wines, they will always have work to do. I was talking to um, my station manager at the radio station. For those who don't know, I am a radio host. And I was talking to him one day and he was asking me how I was doing. And at the time I was like, oh, everything's all good. You know, I still have, I had my bill paying job. Um, I'm still at the radio. You know, my husband has his job and stuff. And I was like, you know what, well, he works for a beer, a really big beer company. And um, he was like, well, you know, one of the things that kept thriving during the Great Depression was liquor and chocolate. I didn't know about chocolate, but I did know liquor. So I just feel like we're kind of, I'm not going to say safe, but we're still good in that aspect. Um, so I don't see, unless they close all the grocery stores, um, close all the gas stations, convenience stores, I don't see an end coming to that anytime soon. Um what else has been good? I've been hitting up a lot of church lately. Like a lot, a lot of church. And uh, by lately, I mean this past Sunday. <laughs> this past Sunday, I went to two church services. And like normally, like 
Don't nobody want to go to two church services. Nobody. Like, nobody ever wants to go to two church services. Growing up, the only time I ever wanted to go to two church services, it was because it was like, hello, the visiting church's boys. Hello. It was going to be some dudes there. That's why we were there. That's why we wanted to be there. You know what I'm saying? Or to, like, also hang out with um, your friends from church. You know what I'm saying? Because church for me was always uh, a social thing. I had fun going to church. I had fun hanging out with my friends my friend Monique, you know, some my friend Danielle, some other people. But, like, it was always fun. But hello, the dudes. Anyway, um, but I hit up two church services this past Sunday. And it was really good. And um, I did it all while I was making breakfast for uh, me and my husband. Um, and uh, the first service was uh, my cousin. Um, he pastors a church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I can't remember the name of the church, but Hot Springs, Arkansas. And then the other service, and that was started at 1045. So it got done really, really quick. Um, the other service was my former pastor. Oh, my cousin's name is James Frierson. So look him up. Um, the other past service I went to is Pastor Greg Oliver. He used to pastor um, the church I belong to, True Vine Baptist Church in Monroe, Louisiana. He's now the pastor of Mount Canaan Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. They stream their services. So um, I really love listening to Pastor Greg Oliver. I've been hearing him um, teach the word since 2003. Ever since I came to Monroe, I went to, that's the church I went to when I was in college. And I just, over time, I ended up, I ended up um, joining the church. But anyway, so I listened to his service. I love listening to him. That's probably like the only real time that I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, like, you know, you can listen to and it's really anybody, you know, it doesn't matter what, what the message is, if they're a pastor, if they're not, if they're a teacher or whatever. Some people just deliver a, a message and it just really hits you. And I always get it from him. And I, in, the, in this um, aspect, it's always the Holy Spirit. Whenever I hear the message delivered through him, I just always feel it. So anyway, I always listen to him. But I caught his service and uh, finished cooking and ate my breakfast while listening to him. And two of the things that I got from those two services, from my cousin, James Frierson in Hot Springs and Pastor Greg Oliver in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, was um, like, where is your faith right now? Where is your faith? And are you being guided by fear? And um, of course, like the messages, I mean, this is always a message, but given what's going on right now, people are scared crazy and I totally get it. I'm not going to act like I'm over here just perfectly fine. Everything's going great. Like I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not worried because what's worrying going to do, but I'm concerned for sure. I don't know what tomorrow's going to be like. Um, but that was the message from uh, my cousin, where's your faith and are you being guided by fear? And, um, Pastor Oliver kind of said some things along those lines too, but Something I want um, to mention real quick about those services that stuck with me was like fear paralyzes you. Um, it creates confusion and you react to fear. So um, once we need to combat that, like once again, are you being guided by fear? Or are you being guided by faith? Like be cautious with what's going on, with anything in your life, but what's going on right now, like be cautious, you know what I'm saying? But don't let fear take over you. It'll just take over you and you'll be stuck and you'll lose your freaking mind. And we don't need that. Um, one of the scriptures that uh, my cousin, James Frierson said, let me see. It was um, Matthew chapter eight, verse 26, 27. Let me pull that up really, really quick. 
Um, if I were the first chapter in the New Testament, where would I be? Right here. Okay, so yeah, the the scripture that he read from, one of the scriptures was really dope. And it's Matthew chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. And it says, and he saith unto them, why are ye, this is, this is the Lord speaking, okay? Because it's written in red. Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. I mean, what man is this? That the sea and everybody else and the birds and the ocean obey him. And that's what you got to remember during this time period. I always pray for peace in my life. Always. I cannot function in chaos. Cannot. Okay. Um, so I always pray for peace. That's one of the first things to come out of my mouth is give me peace, Lord, because I can't deal. <laughs> I can't deal with nothing. I cannot have my mind is all over the place. My head is always going. Thoughts are always running through. Like I can't deal. Sometimes I just need to sit here and just be like, just let me be calm. And sometimes like I have to talk to my husband a lot because we show stress and emotions, any type of emotion, no matter what it is, differently, where he's more outward about his. Um, and I have to tell him, hey, man, I want you to know me and you are on the same page. Um I'm worried about this too. I'm thinking about this too, but but I just have a different way of showing it. Um, it, it comes out in different areas. I know one time we had some things going on and he was like, you just seem like you don't care. And I was like, I do care. I just, I don't react in the same way, you, same way that you do. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I had, whatever was, was on my mind so much that wasn't, that you couldn't tell by just looking at me, but it was on my mind so much that I forgot to put in a tampon that day. And I told him that I was like, look, you, it looks like I'm not caring about whatever issue was going on at the time. Never a marital issue, just FYI, but I don't want you to think I don't care, but today I forgot to put in a tampon. I have had to use women's sanitary products since the seventh grade, okay? What is that, 11, 12? Here I am in my 30s and I forgot to put my tampon in. That right there is is me. That's me showing my stress or me showing my worry. I'm a woman. Had cycles since I was 11, 12, and I'm now in my 30s, and I'm in the smack dab middle of my cycle and just forgot to put in a tampon? That makes no sense. But anyway, um, but yeah, I pray for peace, and that's one reason why I like that scripture so much. Y'all check it out, Matthew 8, chapter 8, verse 26 through 27. So um, during this pandemic, are we being faithful or fearful? Y'all, let's be faithful, okay? Um, something else real quick from Pastor Oliver that I picked up. Oh, let me go to this notepad. Some things that I got from him. He was talking about hope um, and just some, some reminders. God has not lost control and neither should we. So keep our faith in him. 
Okay. Um, the whole key in having faith is having a sound mind. I just said that. I pray for peace. And with that, with my prayer for peace, I pray for clarity and peace of mind because my mind is crazy. Okay. It is all over the place. And if I don't get control of that, it will take me places I don't want to go. I don't need it. Okay. So the key in having faith is having a sound mind. The key to gaining victory over fear is your perspective. Like, how are you seeing things? What is your outlook, you know? Sometimes you got to get up and move around and be around different people to see things differently, you know, to change your perspective. Um, perspective allows us to rationalize what is real and what is imaginary, okay? So that's just some things I got from uh, being in church all Sunday morning. And it was really cool. Just in my house, making Cinnabons, making turkey sausage and grits chilling with my husband, and I got two services for the day. And it was dope. I had a good time, okay? Um, look, this is just very simple, and we all know this. And I'm going to gripe about a coworker real quick because I know y'all got someone where y'all worked at or where y'all used to work at, okay? But if you sick, stay your ass at home. And this is so important, especially now since it's a deadly virus out there, right? Like, if you are sick, if you don't feel good, stay Yo ass at home. That work that you do at work, it ain't that important. It's not that important that you got to come to work and get everybody else sick with you. And think about this. They could fire you today. And guess what? The work you was working on still wouldn't get done or somebody else would do it. Okay? But if you're sick, stay your ass at home. Um, one of the um, DJs at the station... Uh, Excuse me, I'm drinking my lunch. It's a smoothie. Um, one of the DJs at the station um, apparently wasn't feeling well for two days. Had a fever for two days. Come to find out this motherfucker got strep throat. Why are you here, sir? How are you even able to function with the fever? I would imagine you feel like crap. I haven't had a fever in a long time. But I can't imagine you probably feel like crap, sir. Why are you here? And then luckily, like I have a day job. I have a bill paying job. And then I go to the radio and I do my weekend show or I do the night show when it's my week to do the night show. So I pull up in the parking lot because it's my week to do the night show. My direct supervisor rolls up on side of me and was like, yeah, I'll wipe down the whole section for you, everything's all good. And I was like, that's odd because he never, when does he ever clean? And second, when does he let me know that he clean? But I was like, sure, okay, I'm just thinking this because you know COVID-19. I'm like, okay, sure, thanks, thanks so much. And he was like, yeah, um, and I'm not gonna say the DJ's name, but he was like, yeah, DJ came up in here with a um, with strep throat. He'd been coming to work for two days with a fever. Come to find out he got strep throat, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, it's like, imagine, imagine you surviving this virus, okay? Imagine you surviving this virus, you're healthy, your family's healthy, your extended family's good, all your friends are good, their family is good, you're living your life and you still end up in the freaking hospital for some bullshit like strep throat. Ain't that some shit? Stay your ass at home. And then... I had got word that he was still trying to come back. Bruh, no, sit your ass down somewhere. Don't nobody have time. Like, nobody, okay? 
So um, I also finished my first full week of quarantine. Yes, your girl is out here quarantined. Her prayers, my prayers were not answered because I had prayed to be able to work from home. Okay, Uh, but maybe it's for the best. I'm not going to question why the Lord does what he does. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to flow right on along with it. I'm not questioning you, sir. I'm riding it out with you with whatever you say, all right? But, yeah, so I am quarantined. I've been quarantined for this whole past week. Um, Not really tripping about it. Um, But but the thing that kind of gets me about me being quarantined is that I don't have a a full-time job right now. Um... They they do say they will be hiring us back. They're, so they're just like, we're going to email you. Um, we're going to email everybody whenever we start hiring again, whenever that is. But whenever we start hiring again. And so go to check our website. Cool. Um, but my thing is like, this is the second time. The second time I've gotten fired on my day off. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But the, the the thing that I'm not tripping about really is that this time, and I mean, that was a t- this is a temporary layoff. I'm just using the word fired because I have been fired from previous jobs before. But like, I'm just happy to say this, this has nothing to do with me. Like me being let go from this job temporarily has nothing to do with my actions. That is a blessing. <laughs> that is like a sigh of relief. Like I'm really not like, I am tripping in a sense that like, dang, because of this virus and because of people that are way beyond me making decisions about things that affect me, you know, like they are, they're um, laying us off for the time being, however long that time is. So, you know, that does concern me. I am kind of like, when am I going to go back to work? However, I was like, dang, I'm just happy I didn't do nothing to get fired because I don't know what I would have told Larry, like he would probably divorce me if I came home being like, so I cut somebody out today or somebody didn't like how I was dressed and they fired me. He probably would send me right back home to Shreveport, drive me off in my mama's house, like for real. But like the first time I got fired on an off day, it was recent. Recent as in like before I got this job. Uh, yeah, anyway, actually me and Larry were on vacation in Jamaica and they called me, like we left for Jamaica on a Monday, okay? Oh, side note, this was a temp job that I'm talking about now. So like I wasn't really upset because it was gonna end, technically it was gonna end in March. The fire, the laying off fire and whatever happened in December. So like I'm on vacation, I'm in Jamaica, Me and my husband are laid out on the beach, drinking mimosas. Like, I had already started on my day drinking. It's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. We just came from breakfast. Laid out on the beach, just chilling, boot up, doing black couple stuff, okay? And I get a phone call, and I'm like, why is this temp agency calling me? Because like I said, this was a temp job. I was like, why is this temp agency calling me? And I almost didn't answer the phone, but I was like, but they don't ever call me, so what's up? I call, and they're like... Erin, oh, I'm just, and the girl's so nice. She's so freaking nice. And she's like, well, Erin, I'm just, I hate to tell you this, but they're ending your assignment early. And I was like, what? Because like I said, this is December. Technically, this job was supposed to last until March. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, 
I don't I don't know why they didn't say why, you know, they just they just said that they're ending your assignment early. Do you know why? Now I had a couple of reasons why they probably would have ended it early because your girl I didn't have to clock in. If I don't have to clock in, I'm late. That's it. OK, if I do not have to punch in a clock, I'm late. And that probably was it. Ain't no probably about was. But anyway, so, yeah, if I don't have to, you know, clock in. Your girl gonna be there at like 8.05, 8.07. I mean, that's, I am who I am, but yeah. But I was like, okay. And she was like, I had talked to this woman when I had got um, let go from a job I really cared about. And so I was a different person when I met her. I was really upset. I was really heartbroken um, behind that because I had, I had spent two years with that company. I loved what I did and I did not understand what happened whatsoever and I didn't understand why they wouldn't want wouldn't want someone like me who knew what the fuck they were doing and was valuable in my opinion. I was valuable. But um anyway, I, I was I was confused and I was hurt. It was just it would have been like the equivalent of me and my boyfriend breaking up or me and Larry breaking up. Like I was distraught upset. So that's the person she met. So when she's telling me about this temp job, she was and I was like, okay. And she's like, well you seem to be taking it okay. Well, first of all, she didn't know this, but I'm I'm not even in the fucking country, okay? But I was like, well, I knew this job would end. It was temporary. I just didn't expect for it to end three months early. But, you know, that's fine. That's cool. She's like, well, we're still going to work with you because I think you're really awesome. And I was like, well, thank I, I think I'm awesome too. She's like, well, I think you're a really good worker. I, I am. I'm a good worker. I'm a, if I have to clock in, I'm going to be there five minutes late. I didn't say that. But I think I'm a good worker too. Um, but anyway, she's like, well, when you get some time, just come by. And I was like, okay. I said, well, I'll come in. And then I was like, well, wait, you know what? I am actually, I'm out of town. I was like, well, actually, I'm out of town, but I'm, I'm not even in the country right now. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm in Jamaica right now. And she's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're in Jamaica and I'm just calling you about this. Well, enjoy your vacation. Do not worry about this. And I was like, I'm not. She was cool. I was going to still, we still work with each other and things like that. But yeah, I'm like, damn, I just sat here and got fired on my vacation. The thing about that is, I'm like, they didn't notice on Friday when I was cleaning up my cubicle. Because I'm getting ready to go. I'm going to be gone for a week, okay? I'm going to be gone for a whole entire week. I'm cleaning up, my, cleaning up my cubicle. And you know what? Something told me. Something told me to go ahead and just, like, take my shit home. Because I'm not going to be there for a week, right? So go ahead and get your library books, because I listen to the audiobook. Go ahead and get your library books. Go ahead and get your big mirror you have at your desk. Go ahead and get the picture of you and Larry and Nicholas. Like, go go ahead and get your wasabi flavored almonds. Those are immaculate, by the way. Those are some amazing almonds. The wasabi and soy flavored almonds. Oh, Jesus. So good. Anyway, but like, just go ahead and get your stuff. Get your tea, all of that. Something told me. But I was like, eh. I mean, I'll be back in a week. Like, it'll be fine. No, they called me in Jamaica. And I'm just like, well, why didn't they tell me this on Friday? They knew this on Friday. They did not want my black ass back up in there the next week. Like, what the duck? And now you got to do all this whole thing, like packing up my, my cubicle in front of everybody, putting it in a box, setting it up in the front with the security and shit. So now, like, everybody can see it. But I'm not pressed and I'm not stressed. It's all good. But now, this time, once again, I got temporarily laid off. From my job because of this pandemic. But once again, it was like it was on an off day though. And I was like, damn, this is like 
the second time this has happened. Like, what is that about? But like this time, like I got approved to work from home because of this whole pandemic. And like normally that's not the type of thing that happens because I work for a company that contracts for the federal government. And so it's like you only work it in here. It's like high security. You can't even bring your phone in there. They track what you do on the computer. You're only on the computer to do your work. And it's a pretty cool job. It's very laid back. The only thing I don't like is that it's really cold. It's really, really cold in that building. It don't even have to be that cold in that building. But anyway, cool job. I make a decent amount of money for what it is. Not a problem. I got approved to work from home because don't nobody want to be out. Even though we are all, it's a lot of people locked into this one building. We still like, don't really, I mean, like it is what it is. Like nobody wants to be out right now. It's a virus out there. We don't know who has it. It's not like you can look at somebody and be like, oh, she got that virus. Like, you can't do that. So nobody wants to be there. And, like, they already were like, we're going to try out a few people. I wasn't in the first round. Try out a few people to work from home. Cool. Like, the next day, I'm talking to my boss. I had to ask her some questions about some things. And so I said something about working from home. And she was like, oh, wait, can you work from home? And I was like, yeah, girl, I got all the high-speed internet. I can do that. I got a phone. I can totally do that. I can reach you by cell. Let's do it. Talk to the director. Me and four other people got approved to work from home on Friday. Cool. Finished out the whole day. Um, I probably could have left. No, I need to get some more hours, but I probably could have left and worked from home. But it's the end of the day. I pack up my desk because I got approved to work from home, y'all. I'm out. And I wasn't trying to have that attitude because, I mean, like, you don't want to be all up in somebody's face. Like, yeah, bitch, I get to work from home. You could be up in this raggedy ass place. Eh. You don't want to be like that. That's rude. That's not... That's not nice. But I was happy on the inside. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm out this bitch. Me and Ryan are going to be up in here like working and shit. I've been drinking my smoothies. I can have the heat on my feet. I'm not going to be cold. I can take my lunch break and watch in the heat of the night. Like hell yeah, I'm about to be so productive up in this thing in my home office, right? So I'm stoked. Just totally stoked. And the girls next to me were like, did you get approved to work from work from home? And I wasn't going to say nothing. But since the girl looked at me and she saw I had a smirk on my face and was like, you got approved to work from home. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got approved to work from home. Don't even trip, girl. Don't even trip. Monday, it may be you, girl. Don't lose. Look, this is me. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Like, Monday, you might get approved to work from home. And it's going to be all good. Like, don't even sweat that shit. That's me, right? Pack up my office. Um, I mean, my, my office. Pack up my desk. I got my mirror. I don't really have all that extra stuff I did in my... Sir, I'm recording a podcast right now. That's King Ragnar. <gasps> Ragnar! Mama's... Mama's... Mama's doing her thing. Ragnar! Mama is doing her thing. She's doing her thing. Give me like 10 more minutes. Shit, the puppy done woke up from his nap. Get, mama's doing her thing. You want a snack? Pup! Just give me like 10 minutes, okay? Ragnar, give me 10 minutes. Just 10 more minutes, okay. So like, I'm packing up my desk. I don't have all the extra shit that I used to have um, at the other job. I just got like a mirror, a notepad, that type of thing. 
That's really it. Some lipstick. I always got a slew of lipsticks on my desk. Anyway, packing my stuff, grab my bag, all of my sweaters, because like I said, I'm freezing cold in there. Grab all three of my sweaters because I'm going to be out this thing, right? Working from home. Walk by the managers and oh. the director. Oh. Oh. Ragnar, ain't nobody outside. Nobody is outside, pup. Ragnar, nobody is outside. What the fuck? Come in here and say what's up since you all loud and shit. So I stopped by the. Ragnar, what the fuck? All right, okay, I had to go put his ass in his kennel and give him some snacks because he just, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, get all my shit, walk over there by the managers and the director to get my box because IT had already hooked me up with my own like keyboard and monitor and all that type of stuff. I could use their equipment. And I was like, so I just get my box and dip, right? And the manager was like, oh, yeah, um, you know what, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um... We're not going to deploy y'all. And I was like, oh, but we're not? He was like, no. I was like, you see me? We're not? And he's like, uh, I, so what you, you so, but I'm just going, yeah, no, 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 you're not, you're not, we're not going to take y'all. So what you, you mean, I don't, I don't need to get the box? No, just leave the box right there. You're going to come back. So I got to come back up here to Monday or what do we do? Yeah, just coming back up here Monday. It's all cool. You know, that's how he was. Just real chill, relax. Yeah, just, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, Yeah. And I was like, so what do you mean? I just, I just, I don't get my box. I just don't get my stuff and dip up out of here. No, 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 no. Don't even worry about it. Um, We're not going to pull you guys. We're just going to keep y'all in-house and this and that. And I was like, oh. I said, okay. So as I'm walking out, one of the other managers was like, Aaron, hey, this is Friday, right? Aaron, hey, um, are you going to be here for overtime? Oh, I was like, overtime? I totally forgot about overtime because, you know, when I once I got approved to work from home, I was like, bump this place, I'm out. I'll see y'all in April. That was me, right? So I was like, oh, overtime. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow for overtime. Overtime is what? 7 to 12.30? Okay, yeah, I'll be here super early. I'm there. I leave. I knew something was up, but I ain't know. I ain't know something was up. See, anyway, I get my tail up. I go and see my job is not even in like, it's like 20 minutes away, okay? It's a, it's, it's a little bit of a driver, right? I get up early, drive across town 20 minutes to get to my job for this good old OT. You know what I'm saying? I pull up and I see no cars. I'm like, what's that about? Because it's 7.50. Overtime started at 7 o'clock. It's normally some cars there, right? And so I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's canceled. It's happened before. Like if the, if the systems are down or something's going on, they'd be like, you know what? OT is canceled. Everybody go home. Don't even trip on it. And it's usually like the manager's car that's out there, but I didn't see that Nan car. So I was like, I called my boss and I was like, Hey girl. Yeah. Good morning. It's Erin. I know it's early. Um, and she sounded like she was not at work because she was supposed to be the manager on duty for OT. So I was like, this sounds odd. She's all like, hello. Good morning. Like, I, like I kind of woke her up or something. So I was like, hey, girl, it's Erin. Um, what's up with the OT? Is it canceled? And she was like, oh, oh, Erin. Um, so did you check your email? And I'm sitting here like, for what? <laughs> for what, girl? Um, I was like, no, I just got straight on up and came to OT because, I mean, like, it's OT, right? 
apparently at nine o'clock the night before that Friday night, the very Friday that I got approved to work from overtime earlier that day, they sent out an email saying they were laying off everybody due to like everything that's going on in the world. So here my ass is up early as I don't know what went to bed early because I was going to get all this OT right went to bed early night before got up early that day went to work 20 minutes away from my house only to get there and be like where everybody at bitch we ain't got no job ain't no job I didn't got up work early go to go to work early for a job that I didn't even know I didn't have and like once again I'm not stressed. I'm not worried. I knew it was going to come, but I didn't think it was going to come that day. I knew it would come, but not that day. It's all good. It's all good. But I said, I don't believe this. This is the second time I done got fired on an off day. Okay. And like people have been asking like how I'm doing. I mean like everybody. Whenever I talk to my family and friends and stuff, it's always like, well, how you doing? How y'all holding up? And to be honest, whenever anybody asks me that, I'm like, oh, I'm straight. Like living this secluded life, this physical distancing, this social distancing life is not really an issue for me. I am a true extrovert. I like to be out and about. But at the same time, I have been unemployed three times. <laughs> Three times in two, in two years. So this really ain't nothing new to me. The only thing that's really throwing me off is that I can't go to the gym. When John Bell, and look, I talk about our governor. I love our guard, governor, okay? Uh, sometimes I be looking at him sideways, and that's. but for the most part, I voted for him. And I voted for him twice, okay, this year. Um, but, well, this term. But um, I talk about John Bell Edwards, like that's my cousin, okay? So I, I hit him with that first and middle name. It's not a disrespect thing. It's just I'm that cool and comfortable with you, okay? So anyway, John Bell really hurt my feelings when he shut down. I get why, John Bell. I understand why. But John Bell really hurt my feelings when, like, he was like, no, not with the casinos, but he said no casinos, he said no bars, no restaurants. And like St. Patty's Day was like the next day. I was all for some St. Patty's Day. He was, he was, he was doing it for me because yeah, I would have not been at work. Yeah, I would have not been like hanging out in big groups, but I would have definitely had my ass in the gym. And I would have definitely been at bars, bar hopping for St. Patty's Day. Y'all know I like to hang out. Y'all know I love my drunk holidays and I love mixing them with people of different cultures and backgrounds. Although like St. Patty's Day is really just like the white people around here. But I mean, like, I just love it. I love being in the mix. And John Bell knew what to do to keep Aaron Davenport in the house because I was gonna be all in the gym and all in the bars for St. Patty's Day. Like for real, I get why. I get why John Bell, I ain't mad at you, but I was sad. I was sad. But yeah, the only thing that's really throwing me off is um, I can't go to the gym. Because when I wasn't working before, there were different emotions. Like now, I'm lazy. I'm so lazy. Like all last week, I said that was my first week of quarantine. I have been so extremely lazy and I ain't never been this lazy. I mean, I am a little lazy, but I don't ever let it come out. It's been out and it's been all over the place. Like my husband really be talking mad shit about me. Like really, he be like, well, I've been at work all day. You ain't been at work and I got to come home and I just got to do the dishes and I got to do the laundry and I got to sweep the floor and the bathroom still look like this. And I'd be like, yo, 
that's just where I that's where I am right now during this pandemic. Okay, that's just where I am. This week I'm not like that. Okay, I halfway cleaned my office, set up my stuff so I could do this podcast, clean the bathroom, didn't scrub the shower. I'll probably do that today. Um, I brushed the puppy yesterday. Probably brush him again today. We took a long walk on the levee. It was some long. It was some high grass out there, and his ass was rolling all around in it. So I'm sure he got some. Some ant bites, some mosquito bites, some tick bites, something like that. So I'm giving him really good brushing. Um, and I've been grocery shopping. But yeah, I've just been really lazy this time. But the thing is, like last time, any other time I was unemployed, it was because I had moved um, because a temporary job had in the assignment ended or I was like, oh my gosh, fired. Um, but so I always had something I was working towards, whether I was trying to find another job yeah, trying to find another job. So being productive with that, being productive with trying to uh, sharpen any skills that I had. So I was trying to like volunteer somewhere, work with some group, something like that. Um, or I was working towards fighting my depression. Um, so I know I talked about this in some episodes before last year when I did when I lost that job that I really cared about. <clears throat> it took a toll on me, and it was so much self doubt, so much anything anything negative. That's what I was feeling. Um, so I was extremely, extremely depressed with that. So one of the things with, by me working out every day, it was, um, every day that I worked out was a day that I felt better, that my mind was more clear, that I felt better about myself, that I was able to talk to myself, get some reasoning, understanding of what had, of what had happened at my, at that particular job that I cared about so much. Um, so, but now I mean, it's it's a virus going on, and this has absolutely nothing to do with me. And it's just a mat. It's like a waiting game right now. I'm kind of sitting here like, well, maybe I should go back to school, but like for what? Because I ain't trying to waste no time or no money. Hell, I'm paying for student loans right now. Shit, I ain't got no money for that. But like, I'm just kind of here, just kind of waiting around. Um, I still try to stay physical. Like I said, the gym has really thrown me off. I get why John Bell said we can't be up in the gym, but. It's really thrown me off. Me and Ragnar have been hitting up a couple parks in Monroe by ourselves, getting our one mile to two mile walk run in. Today he wanted to run, which is a good thing because I'll get real lazy and be like, let's walk. But he wanted to run the levee, so that was awesome. It made me run two miles today. Um, Larry bought me some resistance bands. So I've been getting my resistance band workout on, doing some jump ropes. Ragnar likes to jump rope too. Um, if you check out his Instagram, King Ragnar LD, you'll see him trying to jump rope with me, totally fucking up my workout. But, um, but that's been pretty much it. Like, it's really no difference. It's just that I'm really trying to fight this laziness that's coming in. And, um, the gym, the gym is just gone. Um, but I keep saying that I'm trying not to stress and I'm not worried. I am concerned. I am concerned, but I can't let my feelings and emotions take control of me. I've said this before in a previous episode, um, probably the one when I was talking about being depressed, but um, I get shingle outbreaks on my back. And uh, if you don't know what shingles is, it's basically 
it's basically like the leftover leftovers chicken pox. Basically, if you've had chicken pox, then you have the shingles virus in you. It's just laying dormant. But for me, that thing pop out. And anytime my body reacts to some form of stress, and it's it's not ever anything positive. It's always some sort of negative. It's negative. It's not ever like I'm really excited about something. It's always when I'm really upset about something. Um, but whenever I am reacting negatively to something that's going on, to something that's going on, um, I can feel a shingles outbreak getting ready to come. And so I have to kind of stay chill. And that's one reason why I communicate with my husband a lot whenever we have things going on. And he was like, you just seem like you don't care. I have to communicate with him and say, I do care. I am I am looking for work or I am trying to solve this problem or I am worried about your blood pressure or I am doing this. I just can't show it in the way that you're probably looking for me to show it because my body will turn against me. And I don't know if y'all have had shingles before, but shingles, it hurts. It's painful. It's a, and this, It follows your nerve system. So the actual rash hurts. The area around the rash hurts. And it's just like it's painful and it's itchy and burning. It's just not pretty. So I don't need my body trying to attack me. So I have to stay real chill. And then once again, going back to those two church services I attended um, this past Sunday, like kind of stay with my faith and know who's in control and give everything over to the Lord. I am concerned. I am cautious. I spray my husband down with disinfectant spray as soon as, like it's cologne. I spray him from head to toe when he walks into this house. I don't need that shit. And then also, like, what really gets me is that I'm truly grateful that my husband still has his job, okay? I'm so grateful for that. Um, however, my husband is out. He's a beer salesman. And if you buy your beer and your wine, please buy it from stores in the Ruston, Louisiana and Grandma, Louisiana area, okay? We got to get that mortgage paid, people, all right? Um, but he's out there and he's visiting several stores in one day. He can see up to 10 stores in one day. And the virus is live up here in Northeast Louisiana. It's live up here. And I just, I, that that worries me. And I have to, every time I get myself worked up about it, like I'm about to get worked up now, I have to kind of go into my little corner and just, you know, pray about it. Talk to the Lord about it. Ask him to cover my husband and everybody else. My friend's husband um, works for the railroad. That man is gone. And, the, you know, he's still working. Praise God. He is still working. But, you know, that man is still out there pushing them trains. You know what I'm saying? And, like, their area within the train is so small. So, like, they have to disinfect that. They can't stand feet apart. They right there on each other. So, um, him, I think about him, too. And I ask the Lord to cover him as well. When he's out there working. So praise God. And we're blessed that our husbands are still out here working. But they are out there in the field coming in contact with people who don't care. And don't give a fuck. Willingly or just ignorantly. Just don't do it. They don't care. Um. Anyway. Oh, I saw this on Twitter. And I did share this on my last radio show. And by now, that y'all probably already know. But I thought I should share with y'all too. I thought it was funny. Ladies, if you haven't talked to your man, your boo, your boy, whatever. Since the quarantine, he's probably home with his wife or his main chick. All right, um, just word of advice. Um, y'all might want to pass that on to some chicks that y'all know that's sitting there like, I ain't heard from him. I don't understand. Bitch, he's at home with his wife. He's with his kids, the ones that you know nothing about. It's a sad truth, but it is definitely a truth. Anyway, hit me up on all of my social at Love Aaron AD. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow the, um, the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, I will be spending this time to 
um, putting all the videos on YouTube. There is a YouTube channel. It's not, it, I have not been active with it, but starting today, you will see all of the, um, the podcast episodes on YouTube as well. Okay. Um, once again, y'all make sure y'all check out that scripture, Matthew eight, chapter eight, verses 26 through 27. Have some peace in your life and, uh, don't let fear take over you. Walk in faith. See y'all later.